Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to another edition of Small Doses. It's Amanda here. I'm a little in I'm a little all over the place because I have finished my tour and I think there's a part of me that's just so fucking happy um still that I am still kind of scrambly-wambly. Also, of course, it's the holidays, so that always creates a bit of scrambleness as well. Shout out to everybody celebrating and, uh, you know, welcoming the new year. Now, with the new year happening, we always do a little toast to what has happened and what has taken place, and we want to make sure that we go into the new year leaving behind that which is not really serving us and holding on to that which is uplifting us. Yes. And here at the... Small doses of it all, we call it the keep it or dump it list. Okay? So, let's get it started. Let's start with a dump so that we end on a keep. How about that? Okay? We're going to dump the attack on educators. Now, here at Small Doses, we've been doing an educator series. Shout to all of the incredible educators who've gotten on the mic and talked to us about their process, about their stories, about their theories and philosophies around education, because it really, to me, has illuminated for a lot of us not only how important educators are, but just how under, how, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Under attack they are. And so many great educators are leaving the field for this reason. Now, the attack on educators is in a myriad of ways. I would say the number one way is not only that they aren't getting paid what they should and they aren't getting the benefits that they should, but it's that they're not even getting to educate like they want to or like they can. They're not even getting to teach the truth. The truth. And I see so many examples of like terrible educators like that white man in Texas who's telling his student, oh, yeah, I'm racist and you should respect me for saying it out loud. Yeah, no. Then there's the guy. I just saw another teacher. Uh, he was in. Um, where was he at? He was in Florida, I want to say. Oh, freaking Florida. And um he was over there telling his students why it's okay for him to use the N-word and why they're immature for not being okay with it. I mean, y'all, it's just madness. And that's just like two stories out of so many. So it's not to say that every educator is hitting it, but the truth is, is that so many educators are going into this field with the joy of wanting to teach students and with the joy of loving the subject that they actually want to teach and not being able to teach it. I remember Carrie Lake, that psycho in Arizona who just was claiming that the election was a fraud because she didn't win. This fool was on a stage at one of her rallies talking about, I don't know why we're teaching these kids science. I don't know why we're teaching these kids trigonometry. They don't need that. Y'all, a mess. By the way, I also think she's passing. She, she. I don't think that's tan. I think she's passing, which, you know, I can see how that would make someone crazy. But anywho, Shout out to all of our educators. Every time I do a show, I shout out our educators. And uh, while I was on the Black Outside Again tour, I got a chance to do that. And I just want to big up y'all and thank you for your service because it really is difficult, especially like on the heels of the the pandemic and 
you know, all the the learning that had to go down on Zooms, et cetera, et cetera. Like these kids are still reeling from that. They're still dealing with that. A lot of educators are still dealing with the trauma of that and the frustration, et cetera. So just know that you are appreciated. We here at Small Doses, we love the work you do. Me at Smart, Funny, and Black, we do a lot of work with Donors Choose and trying to make sure that we are galvanizing our audience to support educators in the classroom. Now, that was our dump. We're going to dump the attack on educators. But we're going to keep financial literacy because we're going to keep getting educated on our finances. Now, we had uh, Portia Wood join us to talk about the importance of family trusts, the importance of creating a trust for your assets. You know, we've seen so many individuals, whether it be Chadwick Boseman or Aretha Franklin. I just saw Takeoff now. Takeoff didn't have a trust or a will. So now they're starting to fight over his assets. It really is just a real situation out here where a lot of us don't know the full breadth of how to handle our finances in life, let alone in death. So she gave us some insight on what to do in death or if we were medically incapable, incapacitated. But there's also just the idea of understanding that we're about to go into a recession next year. That's what they're claiming. They keep forecasting that. And being able to have an understanding about like how do you really like manage your finances? How do you manage this whole idea of the inflation of things? You know, I know I learned this year just really about the fact that like your money being just sitting in the bank is just simply not as safe as you think it is. And that when your money sits in the bank, it doesn't incre- it doesn't increase value. Your money has to be in the market to increase value. And I learned that they, at the end of the day, you don't need to have a lot of money to have it in the market. If you're going to have a savings, there's a certain, there's a certain amount of savings that you have that's for safekeeping. That's, I mean, I'm not saying you're going to play the stocks like you want industry or something, but there are different types of accounts that allow your money to work for itself, as they say, that don't, just let the that don't just have a bank sitting on it, looking at it, and charging you to look after it, right? Now, all of this stuff is like financial literacy. All of this stuff is things that I think a lot of communities, um, particularly a lot of oppressed communities, don't necessarily allow ourselves to get that into because I think some of us think it's not our it's not our thing, or it's like, oh, I'm just trying to survive, I'm just trying to hustle, but. I feel like it's a work smarter, not work harder scenario. And we got to like really put it on ourselves to elevate and get our financial literacy up to, to up to snuff. So we're going to keep financial literacy. Okay. We're keeping it. What are we dumping? We're dumping rappers dying by gun violence, y'all. I just mentioned takeoff. I mean, of course, this is an obvious like, no, Amanda, we're not going to keep that. Of course. But I'm just saying like, it really has become very like regular in a way that's very disconcerting for me, very unnerving for me. And a lot of these deaths are not even related to rap. It's related to them being involved in the streets. It's related to them being, um, you know, just around the wrong group of people. You know, some of it is just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Look at Takeoff, look at PNB Rock, right? There's so much... Anger. There's so much um, just nihilism out here amongst our youth and just amongst our community. And I feel like when I say community, I don't mean just like black people. I just mean society. And I feel like it's very like dog eat dog in a way that I don't know that a lot of us really have paid attention to. And I know a lot of MCs, it's like, okay, I'm from the hood. I made it out the hood. I don't got to think about that anymore. And then here it is knocking on your front door. 
And the gun violence that we're talking about is is crazy. Like when you listen to drill rap and you listen to how like these cats is really on records talking about like who they killed, like as a song. What? Over Michelle Branch? If I could walk into the sky. Like I don't want, I can't. I can't. I mean, I never forget, you know, Pac, Big, that was gun violence, okay? They died at the hand of the bullet. So the fact that this is, you know, I mean, I guess violence is going to continue to be prevalent. But to me, it's like the fact that this is still such a uh, a theme. It's not coinkadinky. It's a theme. It's just very problematic. And the ideas, listen, the gun violence in general is problematic. That's the bonus dump, these guns, right? A bonus dump is the fact that these guns are still out here. People, So many people are able to access guns in ways that are simply just not logical if we're trying to keep people safe from gun violence. And we still have a country of psychos who are like, we need to keep guns, we need to keep guns. And I talk about it in my special I say in my special as if I'm about to put on the special right now, which I am going to put on the special, but I haven't put it out yet. But it's going to be in the special when I put it out. And I talk about the fact that, listen, if we're going to be giving all these guns out, then we need to also be giving out uh, mental health, aware, mental health support, mental health resources. We need to be giving out therapy like candy on Halloween. Okay, because what are we seeing? What are we seeing? We're seeing all this gun violence because there's no emotional intelligence. So definitely want to dump that. Now, I want to keep civic involvement. And I tell you, this connects right back to that because our civic involvement as citizens, as people who are able to vote our wants, vote our interests, that is going to be the game changer in determining how we get gun violence to change as well as going to our, com- our, our corporations and demanding that as well. See, I think it's not just civic involvement, but it's getting an understanding of the fact that these corporations, these insurance companies, they are really also turning the tide of the way politics and government work in this nation. And I think a lot of us are just now getting to really truly understand that part of it, right? That these politicians, for all intents and purposes, are just puppets of corporations and insurance companies and it's really like well then why am I going to you I need to go to the root I need to go to the root and one of the ways you go to the root is when we talked about financial literacy one of the ways you go to the root is you put your little money in these corporations and now you can vote your shares now you can vote your shares because now by owning shares in that company you are part owner and you are able to vote your shares and bring up com- bring up concerns etc cetera, etc cetera. listen y'all it's a game okay it's a game It's a game. And I know some of us are just like, well, I don't want to play the game. I don't want to live here playing the game. And I get it. I get it. I I, Listen, I get it more than you think I get it. But ultimately, you know, I think we can't, if you're not going to play the game, don't complain about it. And I think that's what it really boils down to. Civic involvement, the idea of voting is so foreign for some people. And for some people, it's really just like an act of defiance and revolution to not vote. And I don't get down with that. I I, I simply just don't agree with that. I think at the end of the day, There is a multi-pronged approach to change and it's going to require being multifaceted, right? Like if you look behind me, Smartphone and Black's logo has different aspects in it. It has the arts, it has it has style, it has literature and history, and it has rebellion. All of these are huge parts of Black 
revolution of black subversiveness in this nation. I know some of you are like style. I want you to think about Zoot Suits. Okay, I want you to think about the Panthers. Okay, I want you to think about Martin and Coretta in a suit and she had a pin curl and a kitten heel and they marching in the hot sun. Like, yeah, I know that y'all think that we not nobody, but guess what? Even without your bus, we gonna still look cute and walk to this destination. Like we don't really, really, really realize like what people were doing and how they're doing it. They've done such a good job of like making folks feel like that was so long ago and making folks feel like it was ineffective that so many people feel like their civic involvement is just pointless. And it is not. We have seen it. We have seen it. They tried to get Herschel Walker in the Senate, y'all. And I think it was something over, something like 75,000 people voted in the runoff in Georgia that had not voted in the actual midterm elections. Because people were like, whoa, 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 wait, we about to have who? And it took that. It took a second runoff. It took literally the last phase attempt for folks to realize, let me just go out here and do this. But let me tell you also, places like Georgia make it incredibly difficult to vote in certain areas, particularly in black areas. And that's what also makes people feel like, man, I'm not going to be bothered or I can't because I got to get to work or I got to get my kids or I'm disabled. Name it, You name it. And they know that. So they make it incredibly difficult. But I will say that I want to shout out all the people who are working to simplify that and working to challenge these elections and making sure that they're not falling in the hands of the folks that really should not be in charge of them. Listen, there were a lot of election deniers that were running in the midterms. A lot of election deniers. There were a lot of people backed by Trump running in the midterms. And thankfully, a lot of them did not get across the border, baby. They did not get elected, which of course is how we saw Trump's downfall too, right? Because People were, I guess, in the Republican Party, like, backing him, thinking that, okay, you know, he's going to get all these people elected. The minute they didn't get elected, they jumped ship, shot him in the back. Et tu, Brute? Uh-huh. But what we saw in the midterm elections was people really giving a damn in a way that they never had before in a midterm election. I don't know what y'all, I ain't never gave a damn about no midterm election, ever, in my life. This year, what? I was like, what y'all doing? Y'all voting? <laughs> Y'all better be voting. Shout out to Cori Bush and Ayanna Presley for coming on here and, and encouraging folks to vote. It's, it's really a serious part of our future, okay? If you don't care about the future, if you don't care about your family's future, if you don't care about any of that, then I guess there's no conversation to be had. But if you're someone who does... You know, like for me, I care about the future for a myriad of reasons, but also because I feel like I'm going to come back to it. I feel like I've been here before. I've, I've, I've always felt that way. I feel like I've been here several times and that I just keep coming back just to see where we at with it and, and help to contribute us moving forward on the track. That's what I've come to feel like. I've come to feel like, you know, that was just, I had a life and that life ended and I came back here and I'm just, I'm just joining, I'm just joining along to see, making sure that, you know, I put in my two cents to keep things on the right track. Wonder what I'll be doing in the next life. But in this life, I'm going to be voting. I'm going to be voting. Because I have a feeling that in my last life, I probably lost my life over voting and trying to get people to be voting. So, listen, it's not a small thing. If they didn't care about your vote, they wouldn't work so hard to suppress it. Factory.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, you all know I am a very, 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 very big supporter of therapy. And I think a lot of people think therapy cannot maybe be for them because they don't know how to access it or they may not find the right person fast enough. There's a million reasons people come up with for why they don't want to get therapy, but there's no excuse for at least just trying it, especially when you have BetterHelp, okay? Now, BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. It's matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. And it's a All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. And I just want y'all to know that you can get a new therapist. Like you don't have to just match with the first person and think that's the only one that exists. Sometimes you got to try it out, but don't give up on therapy just because it's not the right therapist. There's no waiting rooms. There's no traffic. There's no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash doses that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com slash doses y'all know that to me this podcast particularly is all about making sure that we are being our best selves by serving ourselves with the best opportunity at our best health and that's physical and mental therapy can help you do that so let's get better help now dumping we're going to dump Kanye West and his Nazi love movement. I know some of y'all are like, but he, stop it. I'm not saying that Kanye doesn't have mental illness. I'm not saying that Kanye has not made great songs in the past. But it's gotten out of hand, y'all. Everything has just gotten out of hand. Just all of his talk about Nazis and Hitler and et cetera. It's just, it's too much. It's too much. And I feel like y'all, there are folks who really just are committed to like riding with this dude, but I don't know why. It's not like he's paying their student loans. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like, it's a, at this point, if you're still like on some like, no, we're going to keep Kanye, then you have really got to ask yourself where you place value. Because it's not about like, leadership. He's not a leader, y'all. He's not. He's not. And I also always say, like, you haven't seen any people of his, like, you haven't seen, like, Hove or or Pusha T or, or Big Sean or John Legend. Like, none of the people that he has been so closely associated with have come out and been like, yes, I agree with that. No. Jay-Z is somewhere like, I was never in Paris with that nigga. <laughs> Let me take a sip of my agua fresca. Mm, 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 mm. I'm telling you. So we're dumping that. Also, like, when you have Alex Jones denouncing you, I'm like, I don't know how you can fall any further. But where is all the Nazi love coming from? The fact that we even have to redump Nazi love as if it already isn't already dumped under the dumpster, under the dumpster's dump, like... If shit could shit, it would be Nazi love. And here we are over here talking about Nazi love? Like, what are we talking? What? What? In the words of me, what are we talking about? I just can't get with it. And I won't get with it. And I won't continue to stomach people trying to tell me why I should get with it. A great way to get blocked from any platform that I'm on is to try to defend Kanye or to try to compare Biden and and, uh, Trump as if they're anything the same. Like any examples of idiocy will get you blocked because I don't want it. It's too close to me. And it's only Zuckerberg's fault that I'm having to deal with that level of idiocy in my sphere. Okay. 
I'm not having it. And as I start expanding my YouTube and bringing you all content to YouTube, which is definitely happening at the top of the year, like I want you to understand that, yes, we are definitely going to keep place, having spaces and safe spaces for people to talk. Small Doses is about to be um, in a visual form as well. And y'all are going to get to see that on another level because your girl is stepping up the production. But I will absolutely still be cre- curating the comment section. And some people are like, that's censorship. Call it what you want. But you ain't going to be in my comment section acting an ass. No, we will absolutely be curating that. Which brings us to our keep it. Our next keep it is independent creatives. Now, this is not really just meant to be a shameless plug for myself, but it's also just the reality that, listen, as we see these TV stations, stations, hello, as we see these TV platforms um, and these studios all start conglomerating up and becoming big corporate behemoths, like Warner is now Warner Discovery, and uh, what was the other one that we saw happen? Um, It was Warner and Warner Discovery. I can't remember, but... Yeah, Paramount CBS, that was one. Thanks, Rebecca. Um, As we start seeing these things happen, we start to understand, and this is maybe some inside baseball for y'all, but you start to understand that it now becomes a lot harder for platforms to create based on their own metric. Because now they have to have different budget approvals. Now they have to have different executive approvals. They have to go through different concept um processes, et cetera. So if you have like an HBO, which is operated for what it's worth as an independent um, creator, like provider for quite some time that really has been lauded for its level of um, creativity and for its level of uniqueness, they're not going to get to be that same shit if Discovery Plus does what Discovery Plus does. So what I say, what I'm saying about the keeping of independent creatives is the fact that so many of us are going to be getting our unique content, our our uncensored, um, our really like unfiltered content from independent creatives because it's going to get so much harder to make that kind of content on these platforms that have all of this bureaucracy now in their space. It's not an easy feat to get a show made right now in the first place. So it's only going to get harder. So you got to continue to look at your independent creatives and say, okay, how can I support? And if you can't support in their Patreon, right, or you can't support by getting a subscription or whatever, shout to the Amandaverse, which is my subscription service. But if you can't support in that way, at least support with views because then they're able to get ad sales and that's what's going to pay for the continual work that they're giving to you on a free scale. You see, there's a metric. There's, I mean, there's a, um, there's a methodology that's been created right here. And a lot of folks haven't tapped into it. I know myself, I didn't really tap into it because I didn't really think I could figure it out. But I am committed next year to really making this YouTube a home for y'all. And I want y'all to be able to see small doses there. I want y'all to check out the new content I'm going to be posting there on a regular basis. I want y'all to be able to wake up every day and say, you know what? Let me go check and see what Amanda's doing on Amanda Seals TV. That's what I want y'all to be able to do. Because I'm no longer depending on Hollywood to find a way to make Amanda Seals TV. They're not gonna, they're they're not interested in the type of shit I wanna talk about, the type of shit I wanna make, but y'all are. And I know that I'm not the only artist that you feel that way about. And we need to be supported in 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 we 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 can be supported in a myriad of ways, right? This cable shit, whee, sketchy McWetchy. So I am really hoping that you guys um, continue to support your independent artists in that way because it's it's coming. We're coming into the age of independence. Right now, we're in the era. We're in the age of idiocy, and on the other side of that is going to be the age of independence, in my opinion. Because what I think is going to happen 
is, you know, the idiocy is just too many people running the show that don't give a fuck about people. And so they spit disinformation and misinformation and people who have not given been given the tools of critical thinking and comparative analysis just receive it because that's what they're being given. But then there's a whole generation of folks that are coming up that do have critical thinking skills and do have comparative analysis because they're on TikTok, they're on Instagram, and they're getting a flood of information from genuine resources. And I feel like those folks are going to be moving in a very independent way. I think what we're looking at is a time where a lot of folks are just not going to go along with just being led anymore. Look at what happened in Brazil with them ousting their dictator. Even just look at what was trying to happen in America and people got up, got their off their asses and voted. I'm telling you, and you know I be knowing. So independence is not just going to be about creatives. It's really about being an independent thinker. And you don't have to... Uh, let me just say this also. Having the same ideas as other people doesn't mean you're not an independent thinker. I know that there's a lot of folks that feel like they want to be a contrarian. They want to always walk the other walk. Well, that doesn't make you like smarter. It doesn't make you more of an individual if you're just doing it because you're trying to be in contrast. That means that you're actually being led by other people. You feel me? When you make the choice, though, to say, oh, no, I agree. That's not you being a part of groupthink. You had an independent thought and you made a choice independently to say, yes, I agree with that. So don't get caught up in this whole like, no, I always do the opposite and that's what makes me so special. Baby, if, that, if you're always doing the opposite, then everybody running you. Okay. In the other direction. As we keep going, let's get into our next dump. Can we dump the dad sneaker? Officially, I hate it. We're still with it. These giant sneakers. I think what's going on, hopefully with Balenciaga, we'll, we'll knock that out because they were the biggest culprits of these giant ass fucking sneakers. Oh my God. I cannot stand them. I'm trying to think, do I even have any pair of giant ass dad sneakers? I don't own any Balenciagas to my knowledge. I think I owned one pair in the past, but I don't wear it anymore. I own some Balenciaga giant uh, Crocs. Those are the ones I own. But the sneakers, miss me with it, please. I and I'm, and listen, I the the whole Balenciaga BD, BDSM shit with the kids was some weird, terrible, wild shit, and I don't know what the fuck they were doing with that. On top of that, though. I just hate the the look of the giant sneaker. I hate the feel. I hate the style of it. I'm somebody that wears a size nine and a half, y'all, and I got flat feet. I got enough of a dad sneaker built into my anatomy for y'all to then put one on top of it. So can we just dump the dad sneaker, please, for 2023? I'm tired. Get it? Let, let's get back to shit being sleek. Now have me out here wearing kids again. We're going to keep Trader Joe's snacks. Okay, shout out to all my Trader Joe's snackaholics out there. Y'all know I love me a snack, okay? Love a snack. Had some awesome, like, Trader Joe's gingerbread men for Christmas. Had them in a little black Santa cookie jar. Delicious. Also, love me a Trader Joe's truffle Marcona almond. Look at it. It's literally just right here in my hand. Huh. Truffle Marcona almond. Also, can't forget Trader Joe's crystallized candied ginger slices, sweet and spicy. I will fight somebody for those. 
I buy them in like bulk. I'll buy like six bags. When I'm editing, mm, love it. Right now, I'm actually on a little bit of an embargo just so that when I eat them again, it's going to be like, oh my God, I missed you so much. I'm doing that for myself. Cannot forget the the herbs and herbs herbs and spices popcorn. I, I'm like I'm literally stuttering as my mouth waters just thinking about Trader Joe's herbs and spices popcorn. There was a moment earlier this year where herbs and spices popcorn was not available for like two and a half months. It was a difficult time. I was very confused. They had no they had no explanations other than like supply chain. It was rough. We got through it. I think Devon even at one point made like his own version of herbs and spices. It wasn't the same. However, here we are. They're back. And like Trader Joe's will have like different types of popcorns. They also have these, mm, these almond butter pretzel nuggets that I just love. They're such a delight. Then they have these cornbread, um, cornbread chips. Fabulous. Fabulous. Let me not even get into the mochi ice cream. What? The matcha mochi ice creams? Oh my goodness. They are so yummy. I am a big fan. Have you noticed? <laughs> I love me some Trader Joe's snacks. If Trader Joe's uh, did like sponsorships, whatever, I would have somebody reach out because big fan, huge. And you know, their ingredients, I feel like are, are a bit better. I've been seeing a lot of talk lately about how like processed foods, they did recent studies and said that processed foods like contribute significantly to earlier forms of dementia or simply to just people getting dementia. And I mean, that's another thing. If we're going to just do another bonus dump, it's like dump processed food. But in America, that's everything. When you go to an American grocery store, do you all understand how much shit in there we're not supposed to be eating? Oh, my God. It's terrible. And then I saw someone say that we're not meant to eat cheese. And I was like, stop it. Stop. Leave me alone. I bought some really expensive cheese for Thanksgiving. Like I treated myself. And I must tell you. I didn't have any lactose, any weirdness. I didn't break out. Like, I didn't have any, like, side effects. And I think it's because it was, by, by nature of it being more expensive, it was also more natural, which is the problem. Why is it that when things are more natural, they're going to be more expensive? You see? They're trying to kill us out here, man. Damn. Trader Joe's Snacks, I love you. I, I appreciate you. You made it on our Keep It list. Our dump list. Gets longer as we reference misuse of the word gaslight. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary named gaslight as their word of the year. And I'm naming it as my word to dump of the year because y'all overuse it and you misuse it. Gaslight is a term that is used when somebody is making you believe that something that you're experiencing is not happening and thus causing you to doubt the validity of your experiences, okay? That is not the same as someone not agreeing with you. <laughs> A lot of y'all be thinking that gaslighting is just someone not agreeing with you. If I say, I don't like Donald Trump because he is not a good president because he is a pussy grabber. And you say, well, I like Donald Trump because he is a good president and he's not a pussy grabber. Then I'm going to say, okay, well, there's a gaslight there because you're literally acting as if what took place didn't take place. And they're like, no, what do you mean? He didn't grab me. He didn't talk about grabbing any pussies. He never said that. You're gaslighting me. Because now you're lying and you're basically trying to just change history, which by the way is what a lot of these Republicans are trying to do. Now, if you say... 
I like Trump because I am a racist piece of shit and so is he. And so I would like to vote someone into office that has my same racist piece of shittery. Then you're not a gaslighter. You're not gaslighting me. You just disagree with me. That's what it is. In arguments with your relationship partner, I'm telling you, y'all are out. Y'all are overusing the word gaslight. The motherfucker just doesn't agree with you, yo. He don't, he don't want to listen to you. She don't want to hear what you're saying. They aren't into your point of view. That doesn't mean they're gaslighting you. They're just not on the same page as you. Okay? And if you want to make sure you're not gaslighting somebody else, then you can say, I hear what you're saying. I experienced it differently. Or I hear what you're saying. That was not my intention. You see, what you've done there is you've acknowledged that what they're saying is their experience, but then you're also giving space to say how it was different for you. Now, don't backpedal and be like, well, you need to feel this way because because remember, we have learned you don't tell people what to feel, okay? And we have talked a lot this year about emotions and relationships. I mean, we always talk about that here at Small Doses, but we've definitely talked about it as it relates to just like how we interact with our partner. You know, Side Effects of Potential is a great episode that isn't really about gaslighting, but it's really about projection. But it's like, yo, you really are lying to yourself. So sometimes it's not even that you're gaslighting. It's just that you're not listening. You're being delusional. Now, I do feel like the universe is trying to gaslight us by trying to make it feel like shit is like on the up and up. And it's like, no, it's not. Cut it out. Cut it out. But it's definitely gaslighting when global warming is happening right in front of our face. And they're like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? There's no global warming. The ice cap melted into my face. And they're like, nah. You made that up. A mess. All right. Here we go to our last keep. We're going to keep striving towards softness. Now, that doesn't mean striving towards bitch assness. Okay? It doesn't mean striving towards weakness. Okay? Spinelessness. It doesn't mean that. It just means softness. It doesn't mean being lazy. Okay? And it's not about like, oh, well, you're difficult and you need to be softer. And that's not what I'm trying to say. When I say softness, I just mean trying, striving towards letting ourselves not be so hard on ourselves and on everybody else. I guess this is really for me because that's me. I'm hard on myself. I'm hard on everybody else. And I'm working on a daily basis to just be softer not give as much of a fuck about things that don't really have that much to do with me or things that don't really impact the greater anything. I'm just annoyed by it, you know? Learning how to be vulnerable and who to be vulnerable with and at what time and what space. All of these things are not necessarily easy for everyone, but they're a reality that when you do that, when you find a way to that, it does kind of inevitably bring you some more peace and serenity. And that's something I think we all want to keep going into 2023. It's been a motherfucker of the last two years, ain't it? Ain't it? I mean, I want to give a bonus dump to Live Nation because last th- this, this year I went on tour and Live Nation tried to just take me out. Tried to cancel half of my shows and pay me only half of my money. I had never experienced anything like that before, ever. And it was so just disheartening. And I think the reason that in many ways I was able to like get through, get over the hump and not let them pull me down was because 
of my work towards softness, my work towards restraint, just being more restrained in how I respond to things. And not, listen, when I say restraint, I don't mean holding myself back against my better wishes. I just mean giving myself and the universe more time to work. You feel me? Giving myself and the universe more time to work on what I've been manifesting. Ooh, that's a bar. You hear that? Because that's the thing. We be doing all this manifesting and doing the work and praying and putting out the karma, et cetera. And then we like don't give enough time sometimes for things to actually like work in our favor because we have this like immediacy about things. You know, we have a, and we need like an immediate gratitude, et cetera. So I've been working on that and it's been mwah, magnifique. Listen, now I'm so glad that we made it through another year. Y'all, this will be, this will be five years next year of small doses. And I'm, I'm really looking to, level level up. You know, we've we've been in the pandemic for 2 years. I want to get back to having guests in house. I want to get back. I want to move forward. I want to I want to level up the production value of things. I want y'all to be able to to see things like in a in a, another view. I want to be wearing pink or red every episode. I really have ideas. But the 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 truth is that I really feel like this year I really found myself as a creative in commerce. And it's, you think, okay, well, Amanda, you've been SAG since 1994. Like you've been a creative in commerce. But I think what it was, was that I was a creative that was working on other people's clock. And this year I really came to understand the meaning of what it is for me to work on my own clock and what it is for me to work within my own commercial space and and really take hold of how I want to drive that. And I haven't, you know, I haven't mastered it by any means, but I have a vision and I hadn't had one. This year started with me calling my homeboy in a panic like how am I going to how am I going to figure this out? And him saying you're always going to figure it out because that's just how you do. And now here we are at the end of the year I have my radio show, The Amanda Seal Show. You can check that out every day. Um if you're in Philly and in New Jersey, you can listen on the radio in the car at 100.3 WRMB. And if you're anywhere else around the world, here in America, around the world, you can actually listen to it every day on the podcasts. Uh, the Amanda Seals Show is available every day wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to listen to it in real time, you can listen through the computer at theamandaseelshow.com. It's every morning, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time. And like even just having that, like I just had never considered pivoting and when it when it presented itself it was literally like the universe being like good job because my I had a manager who told me he said Amanda if at all possible do not take anything just because you need the money like in this business that can so often take you down a path that you can't come back from and so I held out and I held out and I, I came up with just different other other ways of getting bread. And, uh, you know, I started doing game shows and just expanded my space. And I committed myself to only doing things that would make me fun money. And I know that that's a luxury. I know that. I know that that's a privilege. And I, I've worked so hard for so long to get to that point. And it feels great to be able to be here. And I, 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 I will not forsake it. So it really is just about sometimes you got to just go, the, not sometimes, every time you got to just go the path. 
and see where it lands you and keep people around you that are going to keep you honest and that are going to be honest. You feel me? So small doses listeners, shout out to y'all because we have managed to keep this thing going. I don't think there's anything else in my life that I've kept going this long other than smart, funny, and black. And I, I, I'm like, I'm ADD in a myriad of ways. Also in the fact that like once something starts being regular, I'd be like, oh, whatever. And I can't believe that we're still here doing this show and that y'all still love it. And people still like come to my, my shows and see me on the street and be like, I love your podcast. I never really imagined that this podcast could do that. It's also time for me to start writing another book. Yeah. Start writing another book. It's coming to you. So I, I started the outline. And if you haven't purchased Small Doses, uh, the first book, then, you know, go out there, get it. It's available in paperback now. And you can also order it on Audible um, and, and get the audio book. But it's time. It's time. Ah! So that's, that's one of my New Year's resolutions is to have a book outline done by February. So... That's our Keep It or Dump It 2022. Happy New Year to everyone. Prosperous New Year. Peaceful New Year. And let's go into 2023. Not with a bang. No, 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 no. We don't need to come in with a bang. Let's just come in quietly. Put our things down. Sit down. And look around before we turn anything on. Star Bands Avenue, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.